0: Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try on. Pretty cool, right?
1: Wait, are those prices real? Do they
0: have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices, get them all. I like where this is going.
2: Zenny.com, prescription glasses starting at $6.95. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Don't let it dominate, don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. Here's Jerry Callahan. But I don't know if uh, Donald Trump is going to get reelected. I, I hope he does. But right now, it doesn't look great. Right now, the polls favor Joe Biden, I guess, just like they favored Hillary Clinton four years ago. So we don't know what's going to happen four weeks, four weeks from today. It is four, 28 days, four weeks from today, the biggest election of our lives. But I have to give Trump credit, win or lose. He has done he's done a solid big favor. He's done this country a great service. He has broken the mainstream media. He has ruined them. He has pushed them over the edge. They have lost it. And uh, yesterday was the best example yet. Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, and the whole crew just lost their minds when Trump left the hospital, went to uh, the balcony and took off his mask all by himself at home on the balcony. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll show you play you some of the most, uh, extreme cases of Trump derangement syndrome from yesterday. There were lots of them. Also, also, um, I don't think Pat Mahomes is the, uh, MVP of the league anymore after last night. Clearly it's Cam Newton, the Patriots lost an extremely frustrating game at Kansas city. Hell, they uh, didn't even beat the spread. Didn't even beat the spread, but, uh, it was a crazy game. We'll tell you how uh, how they blew it, and we'll tell you about the worst call that I've ever seen go against the New England Patriots. Usually they get those calls. Usually they get them, but not today. We'll get to all that uh, with our with our friend Alex Reamer today, who was probably lost his mind just like everyone else on the left after uh, after yesterday's performance by the Commander in Chief. Uh, Today's Callahan podcast is brought to you, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. What do DCU members love about their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Cullinane is here. Reamer is here. What's happening, Cullinane?
3: Uh it's uh, it's a tough morning for me, by the way. My uh, no heat and hot water in the Cullinane house last <laughs> oh, we'll
2: twenty four hours. So uh, I don't see. Today. You don't need heat. I mean, just grab an extra uh, yeah. blanket. Yes, you need no.
3: heat. Yes, you need heat when uh, your wife is freaking out about the three-year-old and the one-year-old. And no, uh, no I mean, hot water. That is that is tough.
2: You have to like boil water for. Uh...
3: We haven't gotten to that point yet. I did shower at my mother's yesterday. I felt like I was back and uh, coming home from college or whatever to shower at my mom's. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's tough. But I'm here. I mean, that's just what you do. You got to be a gamer, right? You uh, show what, up.
2: what was in uh, the wildest part about last night's Patriots game? See, I. I, I, I give him credit. The Patriots' defense was spectacular. Uh, I can't believe how ineffective, how, how, how much they confused Mahomes. I thought we were going to be, we were going to see him put up fifty. It was just everything, as we said yesterday, was working against them. They traveled yesterday. They did not have their star quarterback, who turned out to be uh, it was, it, the you know irreplaceable. Their backup quarterback Brian Hoyer stinks. The third string <clears throat> quarterback, Jared Stidham, is a work in progress. But I tell you what, uh, if they make the three picks or the two picks that they dropped and they get the one call they didn't call, it's a whole different game. I mean, it's a close game. its I don't know if they win, but they certainly put a scare into Kansas City. Uh,
3: yeah, but also if you don't make stupid mistakes. Like that Brian, that Brian Hoyer, I can't get that out of my head. The Brian Hoyer thing at the end of the half is just like, that is just insane to me to think. He-
2: here's 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 what here's what i the conclusion I came to, and we talk about you know arm strength and and you know athletic ability in these quarterbacks all the time, like you know, we watch Josh Allen or you watch Mahomes, you say, what an amazing throw that has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. It is all in the head. Hoyer can make the throws. I mean Hoyer's got a good arm. Hoyer's a better athlete than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning but it depends what's in your head. I mean, he can't handle the position. He doesn't have a, what it takes, clearly taking a sack when you can't take a sack, calling a timeout when you have no timeouts. Clearly he doesn't have the intangibles, the, the the wherewithal that a guy like Brady, Manning, you know, all the great ones have. It's They all have physical gifts. They all have great arms, but they all don't have the brains. Brian Hoy doesn't have the brains.
3: That was such a, uh, a a save face timeout. By the way, <laughs>
2: he I knew. I disagree. Timeout. I think you look oh. dumb. I think you look worse when you oh. call a timeout when you don't have one. You look like Chris Weber.
3: No, he was doing the safe I mean I used to do that all the time playing hockey is like they would score a goal and I'd be like, oh my leg or whatever <laughs> like just a yeah, same. I don't eight. I
2: don't understand your logic. You think he's calling a timeout knowing he doesn't have a timeout?
3: Yeah, because it was such a stupid play he's trying to make it seem like he he, he was calling a timeout. He didn't know, you know, he thought he had one left so that's why he was able to take the do side. you think
2: that makes him look better?
3: Uh, he's just trying to see a face to say, oh, all right, that's the problem. I thought I had it.
2: That's why only, I the sack. Only Cullinan, Cullinan comes up with this kind of logic. He that, should have threw the ball away. I mean, what else is there? he that? should have thrown the ball away. It was stupid. But if he calls timeout, he looks even dumber. He looks like a guy who not only uh, can't get rid of the ball and then takes a sack in that situation, but thinks he has a timeout when he doesn't, when he's looking right at the scoreboard that says zero. I mean, he looks dumber. There's he's, nothing.
3: He, there's nothing dumber than taking the sack. Even if you don't, if you know you don't have the timeouts, there's nothing dumber than taking the sack. So he's dumb no matter what, and he just. Uh, how, yeah.
2: which, which, who do you, okay, Reamer? What do you do? You believe? I, do you believe Cullinan that that he knew he had no timeouts and called a timeout to save face? That's. Well, a I was, point.
1: I was late to the show today because I was stuck, still stuck in that Patriots traffic yesterday when they had all the <laughs> yeah. cars turned to the side and I'm still just, I'm just getting home now. So. After last
2: night's performance, I think people might get a little more annoyed if they stop traffic at rush hour to let How them.
1: Friggin, so anybody who was upset about a Black Lives Matter protesters, you've been ranting about protesters shutting down traffic for years on morning radio. Where's the outrage over what happened with the Patriots yesterday? Uh, okay, Same Reema, thing.
2: Okay, Reema, we will start the day in agreement it my friend it is idiotic to stop traffic people trying to get to work people who make the system go not people who are sitting at home zooming people are going to their essential jobs maybe some of them were going to the health the, jobs you know going to get chemotherapy maybe someone is going there to get treatment for for cancer maybe someone's going to see their loved one at a nursing home you know look in the window in their dying moments who knows but you can't say we are more important than you. It's not wow. It's not life. You know, life doesn't depend on it. It's a football game. And by the way, the plane leaves when they get there. It's not like you or me where they have to get to the airport or oh, they'll miss the flight. I, I think it's the height of misplaced priorities. I'm with you. They would have gotten to the airport. Soon enough, they didn't need an extra 10 15 minutes. And yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: the Patriots. I'm happy to pull over and miss my chemotherapy for the Patriots.
2: <laughs> See, I think, I'm. Um, I think most people would agree with us. I think obviously Thornton Nation would say, you know, so what? They're the Patriots are more important, but most people would say that that's our priorities are out of whack, it's not anymore.
1: So they can go and suck in <laughs> Kansas City, Brian Horry can get sacked, strip sacked, uh, interceptions. Well,
2: well, well, I mean, obviously Brian Hoyer was terrible, and Stidham was, and Stidham was better, I think, because you know, obviously he gives up a pick sick. all Julian Edelman's fault. You know, it's amazing. I got lots of observations. Normally, I have like okay. one, normally I have like one page of notes from Did my. You take, oh, you I, took I, multiple notes, I got like, luminous well, notes. But I, I mean, even before the game started, I had pages of notes about Trump's wonderful. Uh, oh, it's so escape, escape from Walter Reed and so uplifting. And it was, it, it, he just does everything he does is just designed to drive Joe Scarborough into the nuthouse, but back, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, would you agree that they win that game or at least it's really it goes down to the wire with Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they win that game if Brian Hoyer, as Dave says, uh, doesn't get sacked at the end of the first half and get stripped when they're in the red zone in the third quarter. As he said, he left at least six points on the table, and who knows what would have happened after that.
2: It's amazing that, and and they dropped two picks, easy picks. Devin McCourty had one at the start right in his hands. Uh, Pat Mahomes had like a 116 passer rating, ends up with decent numbers. He had a terrible game. Those two picks... Should have been three picks, in fact. Uh, they were the victim of the worst call I've ever seen go against the Patriots. Normally, and I've been saying it for years, they get all the calls. It's like it's like Wade Boggs used to be when he'd get this the borderline pitch. It was always a ball because, you know, Ted Williams had said the same thing. Because of Belichick, because of Brady, because of the uniform, they got the, the calls. Uh, last night, it was such a terrible call. Uh, when Mahomes was going down and and uh, flipped the ball and and Calhoun picked it off and was taken the other way and they blew it dead for no reason at all, and the guy up in the booth, who's the guy, the ref up in the booth? Uh, oh
1: yeah, uh, I forget, but uh, not Pereira. Uh, was yeah. it, or, how do you say his name? Correnti or Car- oh Steve Correnti?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, no, it's Tony Correnti. On the field, yeah.
1: he's the he's. The- I don't know. I have no idea.
2: No, uh, no gene sterator oh right, uh, That's right yeah. uh, you guys are idiots all yeah, uh, right do i have to do it and do everything here anyway it was yes. the worst call ever and the guy in the booth with okay. uh, romo and nance said he could have challenged it and i'm saying holy crap that is a real mental error on the part of belichick that he didn't whip that flag out of his sock but then uh Correnti said after the game to the pool reporter that it wasn't challengeable. So it wasn't Belichick's fault. It was just the worst call I've ever seen. I'm, I don't know what you're looking at. A, you should wait to blow the whistle because you can always, you know, go back later and say yeah. he was down. You know, they could challenge and say he was down. You look at the replay, he's down. So you let him play. And think of the significance of it. You go from keep giving Kansas City the ball to a pick six going the other way, you know, or a
1: well, who's to say it would have been a pick six? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, act. not a
2: pick six. Whatever, a good, a good run back. Oh, no,
1: a- right, absolutely. I mean, I've, either it was a sack and a fumble or an interception, as Romo said, one of the two. I don't know how you yeah, get you incomplete pass. the replay. Passed. It was
2: an interception. You're right. Yeah, right, I could have. Either way, it's a fumble and, a, and, and he, he's running the other way. But just the worst call I've ever seen. And you're watching, you're saying that didn't happen when Brady was there. You know it. I'm going to say this. The argument, and it's stupid, but it's we've made it for years. Brady versus Belichick, it's Brady. And I'll tell you why. It's always the quarterback. It's always the quarterback. You saw Belichick put together a great defensive game plan, a great scheme, confusing Mahomes. Should have picked off Mahomes a number of times. I mean, but Mahomes didn't score a touchdown in the first half for the third time in his career. All against the all, Patriots. All three against the Patriots. Belichick knows what he's doing against Mahomes. Like he knows what he's doing against everybody. But he, what he's doing is working against Mahomes. and But he is hamstrung because he's stuck with a lousy quarterback. So he can only do so much. If that's Brady or if that's Newton, Belichick wins the game and looks brilliant because the defense stops Mahomes, for essentially, or does a better job against Mahomes than anybody. Um, so it's the quarterback. It's not, it's not a knock. I sound like, you know, Dale now, but it's not a knock on, uh, on Belichick, but the quarterback is just the most important guy on the field in every game and virtually every game. When you go from Newton to Hoyer or Brady to, to Hoyer, you're screwed. Your coach can do so much.
1: Well, what's amazing though, is knowing that that is how Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham played in a game. It's amazing that Cam Newton was out there unsigned but, uh, until the end of june i mean the patriots it's amazing that people legitimate beat writers who are paid money to you know watch and evaluate football like actually were telling us that jared stidham could handle the starting job or that brian hoyer could be a placeholder i mean really it's like that's unbelievable after seeing I see, last I see, night
2: but you could see the spark in Stidham, couldn't you like he has the ability and uh, like I, I said yeah i next,
1: mean he's better than hoyer i mean next right. week if Cam is still on the COVID list, which, you know, I guess he is, because unless you're our president, you have to be quarantined for like 14 (laughs) days. He's, you know, 14 hours.
2: But um, I think Romo was right. If he's asymptomatic, it's five days and then two or three negative tests, which is, you know, a quick turnaround either way. I think you're right. I think he's going to be on uh, the shelf again next week. But then they have to to go
1: with Stidham, because uh, at least Stidham, as you said, has a little life to him. I mean...
2: At least he has potential. Hoyer, yeah. and as we know, started for seven teams. He stunk for seventeen.
1: Was he was had a he had a winning record with the Browns one year, I think. Right?
2: He was like ten and, and six with Cleveland one year. I think. I mean, I, I think Stidham. You see potential. I don't know how smart he is because it's all about the, you know, the ability to read the defense and go, you know, do the uh, the smart thing with the ball. And Hoyer didn't do that, and and you hope Stidham can do that. Um, I think they win and maybe even win easily with Cam Newton because that game was winnable in the first half. And uh, um, then after, obviously, the pick the pick six, Edelman uh, handed to, to to Honey Badger. By the way, isn't it Ed- Edelman is a small, relatively small, quick, white, wide receiver. And he has lousy hands. You know, he's had a great career. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's as tough as they come. But if you see, he hasn't had more drops in his career than just about anyone I can remember. Wouldn't you agree that it's amazing how bad his hands are when you consider how good he has been in his career?
1: Stone hands. And they're getting worse each year. I feel like he yeah. drops more passes, which, I mean, it's amazing to me that Edelman can even stand upright. I mean, I still remember that hit he took from Cam Chancellor in the Super Bowl years ago in Seattle. Right. Uh, I mean, every I mean, even, even uh, a couple weeks ago, he was he was getting throttled out there. Um, against against Seattle. He took some huge hits a couple weeks ago. So it's amazing to me that he can even stand upright at this point. He's
2: fearless, and that's the most important thing. And I think he's smart in terms of knowing which way to go, as Romo (laughs) pointed out, the old option route that he did with Brady for so many years where he goes one way or the other, depending on the defense. He did it last night. But then, you know, the ball hits him on the hands. He had two drops. He has a drop every game. It's just like you expect better hands from a guy like that yeah. and and you know maybe the ball is not in the perfect spot as much now without Brady but that was as bad a play as you get from a wide out right i mean, a to play tipping it to 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 Tyron Matthews and uh there the game's Terrible. over See that was you later. it's over uh it's time
1: to turn to Hannity after that there you go <laughs>
2: yeah but the you know they play Denver Denver stinks I think they can and, at home right they're at home I don't know if does nothing that it matters. Not that that it crowd matters.
1: will be raucous. You know what? They, had,
2: they had a crowd last night. And did you notice in Den, uh, in Kansas City, every single crowd shot, people didn't have their masks on. They were all at their chin or then their hands. And, I mean, <laughs> the rule was you had to wear a mask. You couldn't, whatever, get next to somebody. What? No high fiving allowed. But then they'd show the crowd shot and everybody would have their masks. Well, you know,
1: I think, well, I think that, I, I think that, you know, the amount of the people who are willing to attend a football game in the midst of a global pandemic, I don't think are huge mask wearers. I think that's like that's a Venn a diagram.
2: They're, they're, <laughs> they're fearless. They're, 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 they're not letting the virus dominate. Them. Right, exactly. Right. We'll, we'll get to the, uh, the performance of our commander in chief. I'm looking at the numbers for the pages. The Kansas city Chiefs said 19 first downs total. I don't know if it's a blueprint but I, and I don't even know exactly what Belichick does uh, to to you know to confuse Mahomes, but he sure right. did. When you think about how good Mahomes is and how easily he puts up three or four hundred yards and how easily he finds the open guys downfield, the Patriots have one superstar on defense. You'd agree, right? McGilmore and other yeah, who, that-
1: had his, who had a who forced a forced a fumble.
2: A couple of guys, I don't know who they are. You're sitting there going, "Who the hell is, uh, you know, Calhoun or who's Simon?" And he just is so good at coming up with something new and different, even going against, you know, perhaps the best offensive coach in Andy Reid and clearly the best offensive player in uh, in Pat Mahomes. But they're two games behind Buffalo in the in the in the pennant race now. Long way to go, but. I mean, it's – I think they'll make the playoffs. I think Belichick and the defense will, will will carry them there. And if Newton comes back, they'll be fine. But it's going to be – after 11 straight division titles, it's not going to be easy to beat Buffalo and win the win the division title. But No, was, they're not. Josh
1: – I love Josh Allen. I, I love watching him play. I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. He's great.
2: And I said this yesterday, Reamer. He he showed me something when he got hurt, like landed on his left wrist or whatever at the end of the half and you're saying, uh Oh, I mean, obviously it's your left hand left wrist. He'll probably be okay, but he leaves, he gets treatment. He's in pain and he comes back out for the last snap of the half. And I'm saying, what are you doing? You don't have to go in the locker room and and get treatment. But I think he's got the mentality. He's, he's a football player. He's a great runner for a guy who's six, whatever he is, six, seven. Have you ever seen a better runner at that size? You can't bring him down. I mean, it's not healthy. He's like Cam Newton. You half the time you're saying, "What are you doing? Don't don't you know, get rid of the ball." But his arm is so good; it's like a different, uh, you know, a different dynamic where he can just throw it into the smallest spaces because he's got such a strong arm. I'm with you. He's one of those guys, you know, like Mahomes, like Deshaun Watson, where he, you see him on and you just can't take your eyes off him. You have to stop and watch. And he's got a good coach, and they're and they're undefeated. And For once, you're saying, oh, I can't wait for those Buffalo games. I know.
1: Stephon Diggs is uh, like kind of their Randy Moss. It's amazing the impact he's had on their offense. All
2: right,
3: today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Join me as always, Dave McDonough. Dave, wild week in the market last week. We got the president with the virus. We got the jobs report. What's going on?
2: Down four straight weeks, Dave. First time since August of 2019. Here's the thing. We used to talk about flattening the curve. Now we're talking about getting rid of the virus entirely. The president has the virus. The market is selling off in that news. And we advise our long-term investors that this market will be higher a year from now. Get proactive. Don't act emotionally and sell on this news. Buy on this news if you're a long-term investor. All
3: right, so that was 25 seconds of your market analysis. People can get five minutes of that market analysis in video form or in written form if you go to flagshipwealth.com retirement. You're going to get the captain's blog. It's Flagship Wealth. You're the captain, right? Certainly. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Sign up for the captain's blog. Written form, video form, you get analysis just like that. Dave, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Dave.
3: All right. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Well, I
2: got I got like uh, two pages of notes on the Patriots. and I, I got the different colored pencils and the highlighters. Got voluminous
1: right. notes. You've, you've learned well from your the, previous uh, partner. Yeah.
2: But then I have another couple of pages of notes on our commander in chief and i will say this i'm glad you're here today even though i'm sure i haven't even looked at the comments on the well they probably enjoyed the
1: blissful first like five minutes of the show when i was when i was tardy so
2: um but everybody um, when on reamer days everyone tells me they don't listen because reamer's here and they hate i don't care because i need i need a representative that right now what we're seeing is half the country losing their minds they hate they hate Trump. The Trump derangement syndrome is out of control. We see we got some of the sound. We'll play some of the sound. On good, CNN. good. And then they're losing their mind. Joe Scarborough is losing his mind. Um, in the New York Times, Maureen Dowd tweeted that the reputation of Walter Reed is in tatters. In the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin this right. complete,
1: defund the Walter Reed medical center
2: is calling for the defunding of Walter Reed yeah. Walter Reed, who until this is how bad it's gotten for these lunatics that they wanted to fund the one uh, institution in Washington that probably had the best reputation. Walter Reed treats, as we all know, wounded soldiers back from the battlefield, head injuries, the worst of the world. I mean that it is, it is the kind of place that when people visit, like you know, Red Sox teams in the past have visited not Manny Ramirez, he has he's too busy, that scumbag, but they go visit and it would leave an impression forever on people. It is just an in, in, infallible. Part. I hear you, yes. Jennifer Reed, Jennifer Reed, Jennifer Rubin wants to defund Walter Reed, right? And, and but and, and 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 I think I have got um, by now I'm going to get more. Like likes and retweets on this tweet than i think i've ever gotten or close
1: oh that's exciting which tweet let me see jerry there it's you Murray, go there's a Murray, time to wake up and there you go there's right, a purpose Murray of Dowd, the
2: day Dowd, who's you know obviously she's at the new york times she's not really respected or credible she's a joke because she writes for the new york times and she's a trump hater like everyone else and she writes nothing um she writes when Trump walked through the doors, Walter Reed had a stellar reputation. As he walks out 72 hours later, its reputation is in tatters. There is nothing Trump can't ruin. And I just write, you know, nothing ruins the reputation of a hospital like discharging a healthy patient. Yeah. Re- now, you tell me, Reamer, you're as crazy as it comes. When 576
1: it comes to- retweets is the most retweets you've ever gotten.
2: I have. 2,300 likes. That's amazing, Jerry. You're doing really well. <laughs> 23, I mean, it, it hit a nerve. I don't even know who most of these people are. But you tell me, do you think Walter Reed's reputation is in tatters because they discharged a healthy patient?
1: I think the reputation of whoever these clowns are, who are administering Trump's care are in tatters. This Dr. Sean Conley guy. I mean, I don't know if he's indicative of the whole hospital, but yes, his medical team has no credibility. Sure. Because,
2: because hold on, because the president walked out 72 hours after arriving and looked good and sounded good. And it his-
1: great. Yeah. He was breathe wasn't breathing heavily at all. Huffing and puffing as he walked well, up the a, stairs and did his little, overweight. Did,
2: slightly overweight, 74
1: and did his little make believe president thing. I mean, so, so we can play make-believe presidents. Like that's great. We so can let him do don't what he think
2: wants. He's he's doing better. You don't think he should have been discharged?
1: I, I don't know what he's doing. I just know that he's been giving that 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 very uh, th- this cocktail of that very strong steroid and this other and this other drug that experts say is used if you're very ill. I mean, maybe he's directing his care himself. But these doctors don't even know the timeline. I mean, on Saturday morning, that Dr. Conley at eleven a.m said we are 72 hours into the diagnosis. A second grader knows, hmm, 72 hours. That would mean Wednesday morning Trump was diagnosed. He didn't announce until early Friday morning. Then Dr. Sean Conley cleans it up and goes, well, we're day three. At the point is, these th- we don't know what's true. We are don't you, know.
2: Are yeah. you Are you unhappy? Are you displeased that the... Trump looks and sounds good. And I don't adju- think
1: he looks good ever. Okay.
2: okay, He he, he looks as <laughs> good as before. He, uh, before It looks better than when he checked into Walter Reed. Can you be honest with me? Because you're did a pretty you, honest did you lo- guy. Did
1: you, did you love those videos he recorded did, from the quote-unquote can,
2: can you be honest? Because I know Jennifer Rubin, Maureen Dowd, Joe Scarborough, you know, uh, Chris Cuomo, they can't be honest. If they were, they would say, damn, damn, he, he, he got better. They were hoping... For the worst i'm not saying they want him to die but yeah some people did want him to die we we had barack obama's i mean uh barack obama's for, former spokesperson we read her tweet she said i hope he dies i'll give her credit she's being honest she's she's oh, a, a scumbag but she's being honest that's what i mean jennifer rubin was thinking that very same thing she lost her mind. She completely lost. She tweeted sorry. like a hundred times.
1: All of you, all of you, Trump people are are have always been whiny babies, but I mean, it has gone to supercharged levels over the last week. Between your incessant tweet, are we still tweeting about Chris Wallace, Jerry, or are we over Chris Wallace? Where we're, we're Wall- about a, we're no, about a no, week I'm out. Never, I'm never going. You're never going to be over Chris Wallace. Gonna over Chris Wallace. Never, okay, never. so never going to be over Chris Wallace and tweeting, crying. Oh my God, these people. They want the president to be sick. Like who fucking cares of course they do he would want them to be sick too yes. he's the I'm, worst okay. guy ever
2: of as course for you, As for you reamer you're being honest but, Unlike- no, but,
1: but, but why are you such why are you all such babies like why don't they just wish the president well like what the fuck what is
2: wrong with you people what do you mean you're wishing all, all these babies did you, did you want the president to die
1: I, I'm not saying what I want or don't want. I'm just saying that yeah, you know all you of these, I'm not anything I say can be used against oh, me and will. God. So I'm not saying that. But I am saying that all of these Republicans crying these MAGA people about how mean everyone is to Donald Trump now that he's sick. And then he comes out and says, you know, don't let the virus dominate you. Say that to the 210,000 people who died. Did they let the virus dominate them? This guy sucks. He's okay. terrible.
2: Okay. I want to commend him. You are wrong. I want to commend him. He said what had to be said, what had to be Cause, said. Because You people, you people, you, and all these others I've listed are using the virus. You are rooting for the virus. I've said it since April. It, it is more true today than ever. You are rooting for the virus. All you want to do is defeat the evil orange man. If it means you can use the 200,000 people who died with COVID the 10,000 people who died from COVID, you will do it. You don't care. You are the ghouls. You and Jennifer. Me, I'm not. I want to open you things are the up. ghouls. I'm not, I'm not using, like. How many times have you mentioned the 200,000 people who died? With well, well, COVID? I don't know. I don't think that's a small thing. Do you? Uh, I, I don't think it's a small thing, but I don't think because uh, elderly people who with, with three comorbidities, 88 year old people who are, don't uh, have long, I don't think that's a reason to shut down the country. You do. You and de Blasio. I I tweeted the
0: other
1: day that de Blasio shouldn't be shutting down New York again.
2: Uh, So so that's what Trump is talking about, Alex. Uh, Don't let it dominate you. He's talking about people like Charlie Baker who are ruining lives. We've talked about it incessantly, I know, but it's worth mentioning again that a free country, the greatest country ever in the history of mankind, a country that had a great economy seven, eight months ago, has destroyed lives destroyed jobs i mean people aren't uh, didn't go for for cancer treatments kids aren't learning to read kids are uh, being uh, held back emotionally because um 80 year old people are dying with covid he's talking about don't let it dominate your life i just uh, retweeted this this thing about uh, uh, college students. This is this is what we're talking about here. Seventy thousand positive cases at colleges and universities in the last month. Seventy thousand positive cases. Three hospitalizations. Three. Well, I, zero, I, I, I hold on. Let me finish. Zero it goes to every single college. The number of colleges with positive tests. Seventy thousand positive tests. Zero deaths. Now, do you think people who are are hiding at home and masking up their three year olds and, you know, crossing the street when I jog by because I don't have a mask on, are those people realistic? Are they being realistic? Are they being rational, or are they letting it dominate their lives? See, I know you. I, I know you're nuts and you're emotional, and I guess so am I. But let's have a reasonable back and forth on this. Are those people? who are putting masks on three- and four-year-olds, who are hiding at home, who are who are covering their face and crossing the street when I jog by? Are those people being reasonable and yeah. rational?
1: No, but I've said that a million times. I, I know, know you have,
2: do. but that's what Trump is talking about.
1: No, no, Trump is talking about, hey, I got it. It's not so bad. Don't be afraid of getting it when he yes. doesn't understand that not everybody has, I don't know, the best health care in the country because they're not the president of the United States.
2: Okay. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about people like I just referenced. I mean, I, obviously that's a, that's a composite as a
1: guy who has no empathy. You know, I, I just want to tell you one thing. Like here's an example. Ron Rivera is the coach of the Washington football team, Jerry. And as and he's undergoing cancer treatments. And what does he say it after he goes, you know what, this whole experience has made me realize how everybody should have access to affordable health care. Because I'm seeing how much these cancer treatments cost, I can't fathom anybody going through this without healthcare. That is empathy. Well, that, well, Donald hey, Trump gets a serious virus, and his response is, "Yeah, don't let it dominate you." So that's hey, one person who does. has empathy yeah, not and perspective, not and another understand.
2: person everybody who does doesn't have access. Everybody does have access. Poor people. Have Medicaid. We know that now. Everybody does has Nobody's dying of cancer who doesn't have access. There's pre-
1: still we're not a hundred million yet. people uninsured. Okay.
2: No, no, they're they, they have if if they're poor they have Medicaid. You know that right? So anyway. it's
1: all why then? But I'm I'm just yeah, saying yeah. no. The fact okay. that he can go Ritter's through COVID Ritter's and Ritter's is running. still going. The fact that he's not more humbled. Jerry Herman Cain died like 3 weeks Wait. after he was released from the hospital.
2: So, weird what. Here's the here's the plain truth and it's time people like you understood it. I think you will. After November 3rd, if your guy wins, then you'll say, "You know what? It's time we get back to our lives." It is the the death rate, the mortality is is uh, the survival rate is 99.98. You know, for the average person if you 're under forty like you it 's even slimmer it 's smaller you 're not going to die from it. your people, your age aren 't going to die from it it 's time people understood that and 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 I, I do think most people do understand it, but they 're lying they 're lying. The Washington Post is lying to you. New York Times is lying to you. They want you to be scared, they want you to they want it to dominate you for four more weeks. That is what Trump is talking about here. I commend him. It was a little awkward, like everything else he does, that little video from- uh,
1: You're cute, though. Did did they motivate you? Did you like his video Saturday night where he says, we love the USA and we love what's happening? (laughs) We we just love what's happening. Our president is in the hospital. We have 210,000 dead. Economic depression. We love what's happening.
2: I said this the day he got it on Friday. You know, we did this weekend podcast with Jordan Schachtel, and I said it simplifies things. If he comes out of this strong, stronger than ever, he wins. If he looks weak, if he looks affected by this, he loses. I'm not sure. I didn't expect to happen that soon. I do think he forced the issue, uh, probably sooner than he should have. I don't know why it had to be yesterday, why it couldn't be, you know, today or tomorrow, why he had to be out in seventy two hours. But anyway. He gets out. He takes uh, an SUV with a couple of Secret Service agents. Obviously, he killed them because you know he breathed on them. they well, but Jerry.
1: I him. mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I oh, go ahead because I, I. haven't then, watched And that. then he
2: takes Marine One, which is what is you know you do when you're president. Again, upsets everybody. Um, Brian Steltler on CNN said it's it was like an authoritarian dictator because I guess if you're you know a Democrat like Joe, but Pre- that would Biden or Hillary you know, they would have jumped in there, you know, Ford Taurus and driven back to the White House. It's just so insane. He drives these people so insane. I think he knows it. And that I appreciate. He goes on the balcony, waves to the guys in Marine One, takes off his mask. And immediately, immediately, everybody on CNN and MSNBC and all the, the entire mainstream media flips out because he took off his mask when he's alone, alone, outdoors at home. I mean, that's what he's talking about. These people have lost their minds. Why? What was wrong with taking off his mask last night on the balcony? Tell me.
1: Because he's he's tested positive for coronavirus. He's still in the early stages of infection. He could still be highly contagious and he's behaving so irresponsibly. Is no he's the president of the him. United States, Jerry. We've heard the director of the CDC say that if everybody wore masks, we could have this under control between within eight weeks. And oh, wow. as the president, Jerry, he should be setting that example. He doesn't set he the example.
2: He did. He wore the mask until he got home on the balcony alone. And then he took it off. And he took it off to huff and puff. Oh, what's he supposed to do? Are you supposed to wear it to bed? Are you supposed to wear it in the shower? Look, if
1: you had, if, if your grandfather tested positive for the coronavirus and two days later was in a car with people and doing all this, you'd say, Grandpa, I mean, let's, let's slow down a little bit here. I mean, that's the thing. Hold These on. people are I mean, old I
2: – mean-
3: Scam was masterfully designed.
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: grandfather would they have been would they have the antibodies because i'm gonna guess maybe the secret service agents have already had it what would if they don't be, would there be plexiglass between the front and the back seat would they have complete ppes which is what the uh, secret service guys had was there
1: plexiglass
2: i don't know that i'm asking there were precautions taken he went back in an suv yesterday and went to marine one was he supposed to drive himself,
1: Jerry? It's just childish. I mean, he's, he's like he's like playing make believe president. Oh, he's no. he's he's fake. He was, did Did you see that paper that he was signing in the picture? It was there was blank. He just wrote his name in Sharpie.
2: Uh, I mean, driven, he, Riemer, Riemer, he's driven. I'm going to put you right on the list. Let me put you on the list. Well, did you see Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, Maureen Dow, Jennifer Rubin, and Alex? Well, was, was he actually yeah. signing
1: a paper? In here's, those pictures, or is our big toddler playing make-believe president again? Here's
2: what I'm going to say to all, uh, the, I'm, about my friend Alex Remer, to all the ED, all the people, all the people watching on Facebook Live, and we're getting huge numbers. By the way, did we tell you last week, the day after the debate, we had fifty thousand people on on Facebook Live? Well, oh, so must have been because I wasn't on. To start, you know, the, Shatt- the
1: Shattuck effect. It's called the Shattuck.
2: Oh, effect. right, the Shattuck effect. He yeah, was uh, credit where it's due. Uh, he's got all the women tuning in with Shattuck's
1: Hey, there. That is true. And men. We, we love Shattuck. Uh, there you but,
2: go. Uh, uh, but I have you here because I can't get Jennifer Rubin on the podcast. I can't get Chris Como. So I have Reamer here to represent. Oh, boy. Those I'm a, aff- so
1: I'm a poor man's Jennifer Rubin. That's <laughs> very insulting.
2: Those afflicted with uh, Trump derangement syndrome. Reamer is here to represent you. And he's a little unhinged, which is what uh, what I like about him. But. I think again, Trump is kind of awkward in these moments. I'm not sure if we're sticking with the script, but I think the message was a great one. The idea what is the message? The idea that we must live our lives. Okay. You have to live your life. You can't live in fear. You know how many college kids not uh, are living in fear of the virus uh-huh. and are walking around masked up and and you know outside by themselves and are and are uh, uh, staying away from uh, human contact. I just went over the numbers. 70,000 college kids tested positive, zero deaths, yeah,
1: zero. Listen, I got news for you. I was in college once. They're pretending to do that. They're wearing their masks yeah. outside on campus because they have to, or they'll get like expelled. But right. and I
2: mean, you have ed- every school, including my son's school, has the snitch line and the snitch line is busy. The snitch line in Boston, the, it's on the front page of the Boston Herald today. The snitch line is busy, which is another unfortunate um, result of this current pandemic it's not the pandemic i'm sorry it's the lockdown
1: or the climate
2: yeah it's the lockdown that they want people ratting out their neighbors if the neighbor has you know eight friends and family over for a cookout in the backyard they want you to call this number and rat on them that's insane we've lost our minds i like the message nest didn't necessarily think it was the smoothest um it wasn't delivery from Trump, but I like the message. Don't let it dominate your lives. I mean, there was a there was a woman who owns a diner on uh, on Fox and Friends this morning as I'm getting ready for the for the podcast, and she's got four kids and no husband. She's a single mom of four sons. She's getting shut down again by De Blasio. Shut down by De yeah, Blasio. Well- well, I agree well, with I know you there. You, I know you're not a de Blasio guy. Nobody is. Nobody is. Literally nobody. The liberals
1: hate him. Yeah. Obviously, Republicans hate him. He's a man. He's a man. He's a man who nobody likes. It's I it amazing. It.
2: And, it, and it, I don't know. I always look and say, how do you get elected? I know there was more than, you know, one candidate, uh, more than one opponent. But uh, it just seems incredible that he got elected. But and then you have Cuomo yesterday overruling saying, him. <laughs> saying He's going to shut down the synagogues. I mean, that doesn't wow. make you as a half Jew. I'm get very old, offended. I mean, that makes me offended. And he's going to shut down the synagogues. At the same time, there's huge Black Lives Matter rallies, huge Muslim celebrations. He singles out the Jewish people in Brooklyn and says, "We're going to shut it's, you down."
1: It's honestly, you know, I read a, I read a piece in the Atlantic, one of your favorite publications. But let me, it, guess, it,
2: let me guess, anonymous sources, lots of no, anonymous.
1: no, no. It was it was it was actually a professor, and they looked at it and said that in Hong Kong. 80% of the coronavirus infections they did a study came from 20% of those who are infected. That means that the more we learn about this disease, most people who get it are not very contagious at all. It's a small number, it seems like, who are these super spreaders. And they're super spreading in large enclosed indoor spaces like the Amy Coney Barrett uh, you know, a celebration last weekend. But my point is that Closing down synagogues and businesses and schools—that's not the answer. It should not be the answer. Seven months into this pandemic,
2: and you're it's not a shame. Doing, you're not doing a good job of playing uh, the role of Jennifer Rubin. Then we need. Well, I'm
1: I'm, I'm a rich man, Jennifer but you, Rubin.
2: But you How about know, that? But you know that they would not be calling for the shutdown if there were no election in four weeks. If there if there were no election hanging in the balance, people on your side of the aisle would have a whole different attitude. They would know. They would know that it's essential that we get back to our lives, that we get back to school. They're gonna shut down schools in New York again. Shut down schools. I can't imagine. I know Turtle Boys talked a lot about this and Shattuck have young kids that they have to stick in front of a, a computer and hope that they can pay attention, you know, for three hours on Zoom.
1: And they're lucky because at least they have Wi-Fi and they can it's, get on Zoom.
2: It's madness what we're doing to our children to protect. And, and we're not even protecting our senior citizens. They're already isolated, unfortunately. You mean they're,
1: they're not in elementary school, the senior citizens? No, no. <laughs> they're, they're I mean,
2: not. but the connection, and, and it, it is disappointing and frightening to me, the number of people who are falling into this trap that we must take these draconian measures. We must. I mean, I'm, I'm out in the city all the time now running and, there you and go. walking. And I, I look at these people who have little kids, little three-year-olds in strollers with masks.
1: You know what though? But we have a different version of the city because when I go to the South End, for example, for my Saturday brunch or Sunday brunch, or the, everything's full. The restaurants are
2: packed. Oh, I, 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 I'm with you, Reemer. I said this the other day. It was like, it was on Saturday or Sunday. It was a weekend, and I was running, and it was like noon. And every, not every, but all the outdoor places were full of people drinking. I'm saying this must have been Sunday. And they're, uh, the, you know, the, obviously, all the restaurants have outdoor uh, seating now. The North End, that went right up Hanover Street, and they're just banged out. And uh, they're, those, they're not a lunch crowd, but they, I'm out there every day. And there are people out and about, and they're when they're done eating and drinking, they put their masks on and they're following the guidelines. But they are itching to get back to their lives. Go through the public garden in the Boston Common; they're packed. With people three months ago they were like it was like tumbleweeds blowing through the common now they are full people are going trying to get back to their lives and you know what the the they these the, the, the governor the mayor the, the the officials public officials are are uh ready to crack down again the, cuomo said that and he is going to start issuing more citations for people who are violating the rules and not, you know, wearing their mask or keeping their distance, so you're going to have the little Stasi out there, Cuomo Stasi, writing up tickets saying that that mask doesn't cover your nose. But, what, defund, your- but Jerry, Jerry, but
1: defund the police while we have the literal <laughs> mask police out there issuing fines and harassing people
2: on the streets. Defund Walter Reed. That is such madness. But anyway, what do you
3: think? Like, what do you think that visual accomplished last night? Though, like, let's say you're just kind of the the average person out there who doesn't give a fuck about Sean Hannity, doesn't give a shit about Joe Scarborough. You're just kind of, I'm not going to say you're undecided, but you're just kind of blah on politics. What did that accomplish for Donald Trump last night?
2: I, I think it's uh, there are people who think an overweight 74 year old who gets the virus is dead. There are still people who think they're dead, and I think he was saying. You know, it is not that deadly, not that dangerous. Look at yeah. me. Look at me. If
1: look at me, who was who was given this incredible, very strong steroid, which is reserved for patients at the end of their lives. Look at me, who has the best medical care in the world. See, that, that's I mean, that's why it, that was so tone deaf by Trump yesterday, even by uh, his I, standards. I he
2: wants people to stop living in fear. That's a good message. Now.
1: but if you're a 74-year-old man who's fat like he is, you should take the virus more seriously.
2: Yes, I agree. I mean, I I agree. I mean, I was worried. By the way, Herman Cain for a week was doing well. And then he he wasn't. Herman Cain took a turn for the worst after a week. So Trump's not out of the woods. I think everyone understands that. But he wants to uh, change the perception out there again. I think, you know, college, again, college kids, they get it they get better. They don't die. They don't go to the hospital. It's a fact. People who would hear those numbers, 70,000 college kids testing positive, zero deaths would be surprised because they've been fed so much disinformation. You know, they've been, they've been reading or hearing things from whatever the New York times, the Boston globe saying that's an experiment in human sacrifice. You know, we're, we're messing with people's lives. Hell, the Washington press corps is you know, all upset. The, the, the White House press corps saying that he is uh, messing with their lives, putting their lives in danger. Well, he's he's,
1: he's infected six of them. Okay. Or three of them, rather. I
2: think it's three. Three beautiful journalists. We don't know who they are. Terrible. No, they're they're allowed to maintain their privacy. Not the White House staff, but they are. Do you think he's putting their lives in danger? Because I don't. Yes, he
1: is. If he's Kaylee McElhinney was putting lives in danger. This is someone who we don't know when she contracted the coronavirus, was still holding briefings, gaggles over the weekend without her mask on. Yes, the White House is failing to take, Jerry, simple precautions that are not taken in every workplace in the country right now. Okay. That is true. And that is not, listen, walking outside, Jerry, Jerry, when you are in a large group of people and you're wearing a mask, I do it. That is not letting the virus dominate your life. That is just being smart.
2: Um, uh, the one, we're going to get to the, the sound because the sound is just amazing. And all these people losing their minds. Trump just broke them. He has, I mean, I know that's kind of a cliche now, but Trump has broken them. But the the winner on the day, the, it was a competition. Who could be the most hysterical? Who can be the most insane? I never heard of this guy. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say, yeah, I never heard of this guy, Ben Tracy. Do you know Ben Tracy? CBS News White House correspondent. I don't. I mean, he looks like a nerd. He just looks I think like I saw this tweet though. What it was. Of it again? course you did. Let me see how many uh he uh, this tweet is just incredible. He tweeted at noon yesterday. He has there's hundred and seventy thousand likes and nine thousand I mean twenty six thousand retweets. Here it is. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Washington uh, White House correspondent. I felt safer reporting in North Korea. Okay. Like, yeah. I
1: mean, that's, that, gotta, that's it. Hold on. Yeah. Let
2: me finish. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, Reamer, you're supposed to defend these people. You're right. right? Yeah. It's <laughs> like Kim Jong-un. Yeah. That's your
1: job. Well, Kim jong Un's so, probably immune to the coronavirus too, as Trump suggested true. he was the other night, you know, maybe,
2: well, you know, he's got one, we certainly know he's got one, uh, high risk, uh, uh, comorbidity. Anyway, Ben Tracy, I felt safer reporting in North Korea than I currently do reporting at the white house. This is just crazy. And he got mocked by everybody all day. This is pathetic. Pathetic. He felt safer in North Korea. As I point out, you know, you couldn't write that. You can't criticize the president or the whatever he no. is, the supreme ruler in North Korea. He he would feed you to dogs. In 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 uh the White House, Trump doesn't always wear a mask. In North Korea, they feed hey, you to dogs.
1: See, but here's the I, thing now I'm not defending it. That's idiotic, obviously. Wait until, by the way, you see Kamala Harris in her plexiglass booth for the debate with Pence tomorrow.
2: Did you I'm see that? I'm looking forward to it. You know why? Did- and Turtle Boy said this a lot, that Pence is a much better debater than we think. He's smarter. And he will make a lot of the points that Trump failed to make. You know, he'll point out that Kamala Harris... Donated to the fund that freed the rioters and looters who went out. Some of the I got, yeah,
1: I got news for you, Jerry. This this election, once again, is all about the coronavirus. Your, your riots and looters, I haven't read much about them the last uh, the last couple of days. Of course, it you must, have they it. must there's be a, taking a, t- a massive some time off. Up going on
2: where you know, of course oh, you have okay. don't you know they're proud boys? That's who's rioting and looting the proud. Stand boys.
1: by, stand back, and stand by. The by the way, the,
2: the, the gays. Have have taken over the Proud Boys. I know, uh, and and the the media wants you to think the Proud Boys are all like these homophobic lunatics who are upset. They're not. Uh, Andy, are you a Proud Boy? And I don't even know what they do. I don't. They're not a factor. Only an idiot would think the Proud Boys are a problem. Uh, Anyway, I want to get back to uh, that. You know, that's that tweet is even better than uh, Maureen Dowd or Jennifer Rubin's tweet. And that fool, Ben Tracy, was mocked relentlessly yesterday as he should have Here, been
1: here's but- just my question that I have so you look at this debate prep right where Trump was infected Chris Christie was like 500 pounds you know Giuliani is obese and 80 and not wearing a mask like Giuliani why are these? Obese. Giuliani is not obese
2: <laughs> okay. Rudy Giuliani he's kind yes. of gaunt but anyway okay. go
1: ahead we got to take a see a better a new picture of him my point is these people are all very old they're very fat why are they not taking a simple precaution like wearing masks when they're in enclosed spaces? Why? That is my thing. Like, why? That is dumb. They're being well, Tom idiots.
2: Tillis. Tom Tillis, Senator Tom Tillis, was a mask fanatic. He's a mask. You never see him without a mask. In Except fact,
1: when he was meeting this uh, our new well, Supreme Court justice. He was
2: at that event, and they have pictures of him wearing his mask.
1: He got the not mask. inside. I saw a picture of him shaking hands with her, not wearing he got a mask.
2: The um, you know, lots of people who've worn masks have gotten the virus. Uh, okay, and what? And many more. I, I will say this: Trump, okay. Trump might be out of the woods, but there's no way Chris Christie is out of the woods. There's he just no had way. asthma. He just had
1: asthma. He has he asthma. He's 400
2: down. pounds. We'll see if he comes out of it. You know, then that's the it. Then open trial. everything up. I agree. Then. then it's over. <laughs> then the whole thing is a hoax, like they said. Um, I agree. But, there. All right. What do we? Um, what do we got, Colin? Do we have this uh, compilation of? Um, the uh, moon bats losing their minds after Trump broke out of Walter Reed. Now, Obviously, what, what he did was a photo op. Is that news to anybody? Obviously, it was all about uh, it was a visual designed to to do what? Perception. Like what what is it? What is that supposed to do? It's to to show you that you uh that you can survive the virus oh, okay. and you shouldn't let it dominate. Okay, if the you virus. have
1: the best medical care in the world, yes, you can survive the virus, even if you're a fat 74-year-old man. Yes. Oh, do yeah. I have
3: the uh Joy Reed called it his Mussolini moment? Hold on, oh, let me. You get. heard
0: none of that. This is uh, a, a Mussolini moment, uh, Donald Trump, who looks like he has makeup on, which means somebody had to get close enough to make up his face with his favorite orange patina. He's standing there as if he is, um, you know, a member of the old Russian czar family. Um, I, I don't know what that's supposed to be. I guess it's his sort
1: of discount Bolsonaro, Nira. What? Bolso- so he was, So he's the, So he's President Bolsonaro from Brazil and Mussolini.
3: Well, she had, a couple good mo- she had a couple of good moments too. Yesterday, she said it was one of, hold on. This is one of her, uh, let's see. Oh shit, that was the wrong one. Let me pull it up. She was, she was actually documenting it live and she was talking about how it was the worst moment basically in her broadcasting history to be documenting. Hold on.
0: I've never seen anything like this, honestly. This is the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen a president do. He's doing it for pure ego. He's doing it simply because he can. He's using Marine One as a prop He's using the White House, our house, as a prop to literally spread COVID without a mask on simply because he wanted to make a video. He wanted to make a video. He couldn't stay in Walter Reed, the finest hospital in this country, because he needed to get home immediately to create a commercial. I don't even know what else to say.
2: Does that mean he's not faking it to get out of the debates? He's in
1: our house, Jerry. He's in the people's house spreading the virus.
2: He was was, uh, accused by Joy Reid and her friends who texted her of faking the virus, faking the illness because he's trying to get out of the debate.
1: <laughs> well, I will say this. I mean, we don't know what's true and what's not true. And that's the environment that the Trump administration has created.
2: Do you, do you think Donald Trump wants people to think he got the virus? No, I I, I don't, don't see. I I
1: don't I don't see why his advantage to saying he has the virus. No, I don't think right. he's making it up. I, I, I think they're sugarcoating how he's actually doing. I think it's the opposite, to be honest. All right.
2: We have to get we have to get to the the, uh, here's, here's the problem. When Trump does things like this, I thought it was uh, a good visual in that he looked were you inspired?
1: Good. Were you yeah, like? I was inspired. You you know like, what? Yeah.
2: I'm not going to let it dominate my life good, anymore, Jerry. Reamer. I'm not. Yeah, I, he I'm got not, COVID. I'm, he got COVID for us. I'm the safest guy in the world. I'm. I'm like you know. I'm not worried about it because I don't have any human contact, and you know, I don't have any friends. I don't have any. I don't go anywhere. I don't have any coworkers. I don't. I don't go to crowded places. I'm good. I'll live forever. I got tiger blood, but I want to get to the here, The other problem is he overshadows Biden, and Biden did a town hall or whatever with a, with who who's it with the C uh, with Lester, Lester Holt, Holt. The, the Republican Dino, Dino's old buddy Lester Holt. Dino got banned. My old partner Dino got banned from Twitter for mocking Lester Holt.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, you shouldn't talk now, Mr. Chris Wallace. You tweeted about like 88 times. Between... I hate him so much. I, I know. I mean, I'm I know, aware. I, know, I, know,
2: I don't know who I hated more than this, but I hate Chris Wallace more than anyone I've ever hated in the oh, media. Oh, my goodness. That's He's amazing. He's a double agent. He's been lying to us for years. I hate, hate, hate Chris Wallace. I will never watch his show again. When oh, he comes no. on, I changed the channel. I'm become a little bit obsessed with hating. What do you want? Oh, you meet
1: the press guy. Now
2: I I'm uh, a Maria Bartoloma Bartoloma oh. guy now, uh, but I want to get to the Trump, the Biden, damn Reamer. You're uh, we got to wrap this up, but I got to get to the uh, Biden sound from yesterday. It's amazing what, what he does when you let him speak, when you let him go, how bad it gets for Joe Biden. Hopefully next week in the next debate, someone gets to Trump and says, just let him talk. He will hang himself like he did yesterday. I mean, the, the media will cover it up. You'll, you'll, you know, minimum the downplay it, but let, we'll play uh, uh, the sound from Biden to let you hear what that doddering old fool had to say yesterday. But first, let me tell you about shake concrete. I got a new, I got a new shake concrete here, Reamer. This one, Ooh. I want you to pay attention because you know what? Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then shake concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shane's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete manufactures, delivers, and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support with a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they, can, uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike... Other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors in, the, in their big plants. They build you a building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building? Go for a precast concrete building. Call them today. Or just log on to shakeconcrete.com, learn all about their precast buildings. I right, Joe Biden did a town hall with Lester Holt. And here's all I'm gonna tell you. Here's all I know about it. There was a football game on, there was an incredible historic moment of our great commander-in-chief oh, great. leaving yeah. leaving Walter so Reed. So historic. Leaving triumphantly, leaving Walter Reed and going <laughs> and having his Mussolini moment.
1: And he that walked great. upstairs,
2: which was amazing. He walked upstairs and he took his mask off. And you know what he endangered? There was like a fern up there and there was like a, like a a plant, a rubber tree. He endangered that too. There was no people around. He was home. He was, he was, he took his mask off. Uh, That's what you do when you get home and no one's around you. But anyway, anyway, Joe Biden did an hour. I believe it was more than an hour. I don't even know. He was never asked about court packing. Here's all you need to know. Just another example of how in the tank the media is. The big question is, will he pack the court? Will he add Supreme court justices He won't answer, and the reason he won't answer is because he doesn't want to get distracted. It's the most bizarre thing, and the media doesn't care. They're in the tank. They're supporting him. They're working for him. Kamala Harris doesn't have to answer it either. You watch. The moderator won't ask him or ask her tomorrow. Mike Pence will. He'll say, tell us if you're going to pack the Supreme Court. Yeah,
1: and they should say, absolutely, we're packing the Supreme Court to get back our two stolen seats. So, yes, we are absolutely packing the court. You're if right. We, that's what they should say. But that's- they don't say that, Jerry, because I got news for you. Joe Biden doesn't want to pack the court. Joe Biden likes republicans i mean he said at the start of the campaign i enjoy yeah, working does. with the republicans sure. strom thurmond he liked him was a good friend of his he said i mean he did yeah. so, so i mean with, like uh,
2: robert Byrd, he liked all the stories uh, so i'm just saying so,
1: so do we have so joe biden is not talking about court packing because he doesn't believe in court packing okay, which, why
2: doesn't he say no why does he say no I'm not because
1: it would about. lose as trump said like you just lost the left it would lose me right. i mean Again. i don't know if it would lose me i'd vote Again. for a cardboard box but i mean You know, we should pack the courts. Absolutely. Don't be afraid of that.
2: He plans on packing the court. Kamala, when she's good, I hope so. When she's president, like in March, she's going to pack the court, but they won't admit it. And the media stooges, Biden stooges like Chris Wallace and Lester Holt will not ask them. But if you give Biden time, he will lose his way. He will say something really stupid, something that if Trump said would be huge news. But yesterday, what was he talking about here, Colin? He was talking about. The, the lockdown and how we managed to survive the lockdown—is that it, what he? Thought?
3: It'd be nice to know because they just uh, isolated this short clip that you're alluding to because they took it down off Twitter.
2: So that's right. Jack Dorsey, Jack, his that's campaign, right. Biden's campaign manager, Jack Dorsey, <laughs> tried to make this cut disappear, but it didn't make the rounds before he got to deleting it. But can we hear it? Do we have it? We have the short clip. Here you
3: go. See, geez, the reason I
2: was able to stay
3: sequestered in my home is because some
2: black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf.
3: Did you hear that? It's tough
2: to hear with the the, the reason he was able to stay sequestered with some black woman was able to stock the grocery shelf. Now, what even, I don't know what that even in his mind, people who work at the grocery store, they're black. You know, that's what blacks do, right? They, they, they work at the grocery store. They wait on you. If you're Joe Biden, if Trump said that it would be the biggest story of the day, Biden says it. And it's like, Keep it under your hat. Someone tell Jack Dorsey. Someone call Twitter. Oh, Make it t- Someone call YouTube. See if you can get that taken down.
1: Mary, I got news for you, buddy. I mean, I, as you know, I'm not Joe Biden's biggest fan. I do not think he's all mentally there. Certainly. I've said he's, you know, this piece of paper I have, I think, will be roughly equivalent to Biden's uh, mental acumen as president. But if you go back to that debate last week, Biden was fine. He was fine. He was fine. He he was better than I oh, thought he was. Well, this I'm whole talking- this whole dementia Joe thing is, is a lie. He's okay. He's we fine, will enough. See. We fine survived.
2: enough. He survived with the help of his running mate, Chris Wallace. He survived that debate. We will see in the next two debates. Obviously, these town halls help him because he has one of his campaign aides in Lester Holt this time or Stephanopoulos last time there to assist him. They are there to help him uh, get through those tough moments. We'll see how he does. You guys are such babies, honestly. Week. Like
1: Donald Trump, he's supposed to be this macho He Man. He dominates the virus, and yet he can't handle Chris Wallace. Like, wham, wham, wham. He, he
2: handled them. He just said he's debating the both of them, and he was. He was debating Wallace and Biden. It was two on one. If you watched it, you know it. It'll be the same. It, it, you know what? I blame Trump. I blame Trump. He agreed to have these moderators. His camp, his team agreed to have. Uh, liberals like Chris Wallace and this guy, Steve, what's his name? Steve Scully.
1: He's a great doing, talent. He's, doing
2: he's, the debate. Yeah, yeah, is I, I like him. Again, Trump's fault. He agreed to this, Alex. The debate next week, if you're just now paying attention, is moderated by a guy from C-SPAN named Steve Scully, who was a Biden intern. He interned for Joe Biden. He worked for Ted Kennedy. He was a PR uh, assistant for Ted Kennedy. That's who they agreed to have moderate the next debate. So Donald Trump, you better be ready. It's two on one again. He's going to ask about Charlottesville again. He's going to ask you to denounce white supremacy again. It is a setup. He's not going to ask about court packing. That will be up to you, Donald. You're going to have to ask the tough questions because once again, a Biden stooge has been uh, cast as, as moderator. It's a, it's, it's, it's unforgivable, but it's Trump's fault. He agreed this, this, this debate, you know what they should have? Sean Hannity should debate, moderate one debate and then, uh, you know, Chris Hayes can do the next one. Just just stop the pretense and have total partisans sit there as alleged moderators. I mean, these 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 fakes, these frauds like Chris Wallace pretending to be journalists. That's what drives me nuts. Just don't pretend anymore. Put put Rachel Maddow in that seat and let's just be done with it.
1: I agree. Great. Have Maddow moderate the next debate. I'm glad we can end on a point of agreement.
2: And then you want Mark Levin to do the last one, right?
1: No, I want Howie Carr.
2: (laughs) That would be okay with me too. Have Howie Carr and one week and Rachel Maddow the next. Perfect. No more faking, pretending. You scumbag Chris Wallace. Gotta hate you. All
1: right, what is what is this like? And, uh, you, Dave, you, you, Dave, you, Dave, are you concerned about this Chris Wallace thing with yes, Jerry? Uh,
3: no, I mean I Jerry can put his passion into whatever he wants. This seems to be a healthy thing for him. He's he's not I, that it, good it's it's sure healthy it.
1: to tweet about Chris Wallace 15 times a day.
3: Sure. I think yeah, so. I think I don't, I don't it
2: makes think me so, feel Jerry. It okay, makes me feel well that's better. good. Um anyway, anyway. All right, Reamer. I, I I wish we had time because you were writing a tribute. On um, Out Sports about a bisexual soccer writer at the I did,
1: yes. Now,
2: the the Alex Reamer I worked with for years on the radio always said there's no such thing as bisexuals. I know. I I
1: I retract that statement.
2: And I was reading the story saying, I wonder when Alex is going to get to the part where he doesn't believe this guy's actually. No, I retract that statement. He's bisexual, he's married to a bisexual woman. Now, tell me, are they. Is that an open marriage? How does that work? Uh,
1: I, mean, I I I don't think so. No, I mean, I think you can be attracted to multiple people, but fall in love or multiple genders, rather, but fall in love with one person. That's possible. I retract. I've met bisexual people now, Jerry. I retract.
2: Changed. It's just like it's just like me. And after I met you, I became, you know, you very became gay understanding of. the right. uh,
1: Well, because the thing is, I mean, being bisexual is actually, I think, harder than being gay from the standpoint that like your whole life, like, you know, I was trying to deny my homosexuality, but it just wasn't working. Like it just really. And at one point, you go, "Okay, girls, just I guess I'm gay. But if you're bisexual, you're into men. Then you're also into women. So it's. it's. Well, then you can't be monogamous,
2: can you? You can't. I mean, he's married. Are you supposed to be monogamous or is that not? Okay. Not
1: always, but I mean, why can't you be monogamous? I mean, if it's same thing, if you're a straight guy and you marry a woman, you find other women attractive. Doesn't mean you cheat on your spouse with them. Right. So,
2: yeah, well, uh, it is amazing. The soccer writer, friend, the athletic is bisexual. And, you know, he apparently he's he's getting by just fine. I well, it's, out,
1: for- so it's an out sports. We write about LGBT people. in Did, sports. did
3: you see you want did you this yesterday, Remer? Sometimes we bring up Barstool on this podcast, but out and about Barstool Sports newest LGBTQ podcast the first of its kind irreverent conversations on gay culture trending topics and everything in between this the first
2: our school has gone full wo- who hosts who
1: hosts that one
3: that's uh, pat pat oh, yeah which is right no it's good that they're doing it but uh your podcast be has been made. out for months right are, are they trying to claim that they're the first podcast to cover lgbtq issues is that
1: yeah, what i I mostly stick to sports though I'd, I'd love to do that i feel like i could ace out on that
3: one there you go we gotta get you know. Know. it's not what gonna
2: end it? well it's not gonna end well for portnoy with that you know his we know what happened when he you know sang a rap song i think the woke mob at barstool is going to turn on him again you know it's and he, he'll handle it fine he, you know, he got through it last time but they're going to turn on him again he has stocked his uh his company with these you know Hardcore lefties with a bunch of Alex Reimers. And then gonna...
3: I, I think it'll end just fine for Dave Portnoy because over the weekend he tweeted uh DraftKings spends 200 million a quarter on ad- yeah. on marketing. And you know, they're basically, they just launched their own gambling app. So I think Dave Portnoy would be
2: fine no matter oh, what. It, of course it will be, be fine, down. but you know what I mean? Last yeah. time they all turned on him because he sang a rap song. He'll step in it again and they'll all turn on. Him. It'll be something else, but he is, uh, you know, hired a lot of, a lot of lefties and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's
1: good. We work hard and we're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, sure. You do.
2: Sure you do. You, and you, and, and as soon as he got in trouble, they all turned on him. It wasn't pretty. They'll do it again. They'll do it again. But anyway, Reamer, uh, you can read Alex Reamer at, Outsports. Uh, out sports. Yep. And at Forbes. And if yep. you want to read about the bisexual soccer writer, if that's your thing, uh, you can read that. That's it a did well young. yesterday. Huh? Did, did, did well, well yesterday. Yeah. You know, well. I, I, I mean, at some point, don't you have to get to the point where it's not that much of a struggle where you say, yeah, pretty much accepted everybody now for who they are and nobody really cares?
1: No, I don't think that's true. I mean, a lot of people don't care, but it's there's still a lot of resistance out there. There's a lot of use. That's why that Colin Martin, the gay soccer player, was called the Jamaican gay slur last week. It's
2: still out there. Yeah, But I mean, somewhat, that's just a slur The uh, the, the, everybody took his side. Nobody was, you know, everyone defended him. Everyone had his back. Isn't that uh, progress? Absolutely. You've reached the point where you were hoping to reach where everybody immediately condemns the guy who who said the slur. We're getting there.
1: We're getting there, but still have a ways to go.
2: Right. but And you're going to run out of bisexual soccer writers to write about. Well, they- there
1: aren't many. His challenge was name a bisexual man besides Frank Ocean. You can't. Uh, I can't. So
2: I, I, I can't and I don't want to, but maybe next time.
0: God, all right, Reamer,
2: thanks. And thanks to DCU and thanks to shake concrete and allied paving and all our wonderful sponsors and listeners. Anything else? Cullinane. Great review. Subscribe.
3: Not enough review. Totally. Do you
2: ever have anything that I'm missing? I, got you it.
3: I gave the tidbit that my, my wife and kids are without heat and hot water. I mean, that's a, that's, well, that's a big. I fantastic have had that contribution to
2: the podcast today. I should have had that on my list tomorrow night. We have, uh, we have a vice president. No, that's uh, is that tomorrow night? What night is tomorrow, that? Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Well, yeah. vice presidential, vice presidential debate. We are all waiting to see how the two most important people in America pull through the virus, and that would be Donald J. Trump and Cameron Newton. Um, if that's what it was,
3: by the way, it was the post debate bump on Facebook that got us the 50,000 people. So do you think the vice presidential debate will get that bump for that? It will not
2: be as big a bump. Obviously it will not be as wild, but it'll be good. I mean, it'll be more substantive. It won't be as crazy. And hopefully, you know, Biden's former intern is not as uh, biased as Chris Wallace was. And hopefully there's some some semblance of fairness in this debate but i tell you i think turtle boy's right that mike pence is an underrated debater he looks like a really boring guy but he knows what he's doing and he will do a better job would you
1: say he's a master debater jerry i would not no he
2: doesn't do that no he doesn't do that and and he will he will hammer Kamala on the uh, on the uh, freedom fund or whatever that thing here's was. a
1: question though so is the moderator because he can't be alone in the room with a woman even if she's behind pex plexiglass right so <laughs> so is so will there be is this is there gonna be audience what's gonna be
2: we I I don't think they've determined the size of the audience yet. Last time there was like a hundred people. That's a good amount, even though all the Trump people weren't wearing masks. That is true. That they think they, they think they're above to.
1: the law. That is true.
2: So will Kamala wear the mask during the debate?
1: No, she's going to be. You saw Jamie Harrison, right? Debate Lindsey Graham over the weekend in South Carolina. Uh
2: Yes, and uh, so, he was, so,
1: he, so he was. So he was behind a phone booth, basically, of plexiglass. And Kamala Harris's team says they may do that because Mike Pence is a is a super spreader potentially of but COVID. He's
2: tested negative, and so well, she- we don't
1: we don't know we don't know the White House they're infected. You don't want to be near them if you I- can take all precautions. Alex. That's what all they'll I'm do. I'm going
2: to say is don't let it dominate your life. You got to <laughs> go out and live. Go out and go out and live, and everything is uh, no, very, very, very strong, very, very. We love the USA and we love what's powerful. happening. <laughs> we love the USA and we love what's happening. But I, right, Reamer, we'll talk to you again next week. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to everybody tomorrow morning. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. I will. Uh, we will do this again tomorrow.
3: Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
2: I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.
0: Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon. It's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift. Delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com/multi-store.